Tom Fitzgerald signed a multi-year extension with the Devils organization, and he spoke to the media as to how the Devils might formulate their roster going forward. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils are for Bucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different because we have some big news in regards to general manager Tom Fitzgerald because he signed a multi-year extension with the New Jersey Devils organization. So to start off with today's episode, we're going to read a bit of the PR report. So the Devils announced yesterday that the club had agreed to multi-year contract extension with Tom Fitzgerald. Additionally, Fitzgerald has been promoted to president hockey operations slash general manager, having previously served as executive vice president slash general manager. Fitzgerald assumed the full-time role of EVP slash general manager on July 9th, which is a day after my birthday, 2022, initially being named to the interim position on January 12th, 2020. So David Blitzer, who is one of the co-founders of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment LLC, or HBSE for short, which is a company that owns the New Jersey Devils, the Philadelphia 76ers, Delaware Bluecoats, Utica Comets, and also have a minority stake in Joe Gibbs Racing, and uh, I believe the Washington Commanders as well, alongside with Josh Harris. Blitzer was quoted to say, we are excited to have signed Tom to a multi-year extension and to promote him to present hockey operations. Over the years, he has built a young, powerful, and dynamic team that our organization can be proud of. Tom has worked tirelessly on reamping the roster via signings, trades, and draft picks to build an established core with focus on not only today, but for many years to come. We have considerable talent both on and off the ice, and I look forward to what the future will bring together. So once again, David Blitzer has high praise for Tom Fitzgerald. And like I just said moments ago, today's episode is going to be a little bit different because Tom Fitzgerald and David Blitzer for the first time in a good while. I can't remember the last time that Blitzer actually spoke to Devils Media and Ryan Ovazinski can back me up on that case. But uh, digressing a little bit, both gentlemen spoke to the media and they answered a lot of questions I'm sure a lot of people a part of the Devils discourse have because it's like, what's going to happen to Lindy Ruff? Are the Devils going to make a trade? Is Dougie Hamilton going to go on to the LTIR? How is this season going to shape going forward? And one of the things that they did touch on was like, how are they going to handle free agency uh, when that time comes? Because you have somebody like Dawson Mercer, who is a pending RFA, but Tyler Toffoli is a pending UFA. So we're going to save that piece of information for tomorrow's episode because I want to do an episode centered around Tyler Toffoli and his role with the New Jersey Devils organization. because. It is an interesting discussion because Toffoli, he leads the Devils in goals, but at the same time, I think people have mixed opinions on Toffoli and how he's fit in with the Devils this year. So we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I primarily want to focus on Tom Fitzgerald in general as how he has built this uh, roster to its current being. And then we'll in the second segment, we'll focus on like 
Will the Devils make a trade? What's the job security looking like for Lindy Ruff? And, and then in the third and final segment, they also touched on goaltending and how injuries do play a part in the Devils' development because it's like Jonas Siegenthaler, he's going to miss some time with a broken foot, but but he's not ruled out for the entirety of the year. So how do the Devils formulate that going forward? So let's begin today's episode of Sound Bites with Tom Fitzgerald and David Blitzer both talking about like Fitzgerald's journey with the Devils organization so far and how it's led them to this point. Take a listen. And I've watched Tom in a variety of situations, as you all know, and I still remember saying to Tom in the summer of, uh, of 2020 that um, he was going to become interim GM and I was going to be super excited the day that that would turn into permanent GM. And when he turned into permanent GM, I said, I'm going to be really excited uh, when we give you your next extension. Um, and so here we are. And the reality is, is Tom's done an amazing job, um, both from the standpoint of taking his time and putting this team together the way he has. This wasn't, this is meant to built to last. And I don't just mean necessarily everything you're seeing today, even. Um, it's the systems, it's the people, it's the culture, it's the just doing everything in an excellent way and in a substantive way. Um, he's really brought the organization to a, to a fantastic place. And so, um, as I have told him and continue to tell him, I'm really happy if we just keep extending it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Tom's very, very measured, and he is listening, and he is learning. Um, and that is a great, great sign from a leadership perspective. But, I mean, look, I think Dougie was that big free agent signing, which was very important to the organization. We had some amazing young pieces, right? And so both bringing in somebody with that sort of veteran mindset um, as well as being as incredible a player and a person as Dougie is was, was fantastic. But, I mean, you literally go through it. I mean, you can go through 15 or 20 moves that, that, that Tom and his, and his team have made, um, and, and they've all been excellent and thoughtful. Again, you're not going to get everything right. It's just not the reality, right? And what you try to do is be really thoughtful about your decision-making, intentional, uh, deep analysis, not shoot from the hip, and we'll make, Tom will make, and his team will make significantly more correct decisions than not over time. But you're never going to be perfect. It all goes back to summer 2021 when Dougie Hamilton signed that multi-year contract with the Devils because that was the first main domino piece to fall in the turnaround of the Devils organization. Because as you guys recall, there were rumors circulating that Dougie Hamilton was not going to re-sign with the Carolina Hurricanes. He was one of the uh, few finalists for the Norris Trophy. He's a great offensive mind defenseman. So that was certainly a big-name free agent that Fitzgerald was able to get added to this roster. And after Hamilton signed, then come summer 2022, obviously the Devils had their eyes set on players like Johnny Goodrow, Alex DeBrincat. Kevin Fiala, but unfortunately it didn't come into fruition and they had to settle on people like Brendan Smith, Andre Pilat, Eric Halla, basically veteran-like players, but it ended up working for them because come the 2022-2023 season, the Devils at one point went on a 13-game win streak and they uh, made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2018 and they made it past the first round for the first time since 2012 when they had that Stanley Cup 
finals run. So my thing is that I think Tom Fitzgerald, similar to what both guys said during their sound bites, he is the right man for the job. And he has shape-shifted the Devils organization in a very quick amount of time because I remember when Amanda Stein came on my show almost a year ago and she mentioned the fact that Ray Shero sort of laid out the blueprint for Fitzgerald and he took it up a notch. And I think that's a fair assessment to make because once again, I think Fitzgerald has done one hell of a job when it comes to making the Devils competitive. Now, it hasn't been perfect. No plan is perfect because the Devils are still uh, trying to fix their goaltending situation. Obviously, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Some people are uh, have mixed emotions about parting ways with players like Yegor Sharangovich or Fabian Zetterlin. Some people want to throw Timo Meyer's contract into the sun, and everyone is entitled to their opinions. But I think from my perspective, I think uh, the assets that the Devils have, I think it is a pretty decent plan. But the one thing that I need to see be made differently with the Devils is obviously their goaltending. And we'll touch on that in the third and final segment. Now, before we continue with today's episode, let me tell you guys about the Game Time app. It's actually an app that I've used before to buy baseball and basketball tickets at a very reasonable price. So last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, hockey, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time right now. All Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with the code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app. Use the code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so we basically talked about how Tom Fitzgerald got to this point of signing his multi-year contract extension and then being promoted to president of hockey operations. But I think a lot of people uh, are a little more concerned about how the Devils are going to shapeshift their roster within the next few weeks because the trade deadline period is in early March and a lot can change within these next few weeks because at around this time, Teams start to figure out as to whether or not they're contenders, pretenders. Some teams are already counting down the days until the NHL draft over the summer. Some teams might have some assets to give up. And some teams are just in the neutral. Like they don't really know which direction they want to take their organization. Are they one piece away from contending? Or is it time to just maybe start over just a little bit because what you got right now isn't working for you? And I think a lot of people, like I said, have that question surrounding the Devils because the Devils have a lot of talent. But the problem is, is that they've been injured and unfortunately their team just hasn't meshed similar to last year. But once again, injuries plays a huge factor in that. Now, Fitzgerald and Blitzer talked about uh, trade circumstances and also the job security of Lindy Ruff. So I'm going to play both sound bites back to back. Take a listen. To answer you know, the, the top part of your question, um, my, my answer is never going to change, Ryan. I'm, I'm always looking to improve the team. There are areas that I'd like to improve, whether it's depth defensemen, you know, whether it's looking in the goaltending market, just because we have young goalies that are, are, are put in this situation, and fair or unfair. Um, 
I, I can't force teams to trade people to me. Um, but my phone is is constantly you know working and, and calling teams, and this is what we do at this time of year to to kind of gouge each other's thoughts and interests of what they're thinking and what we're thinking, and if there's a match somewhere. The thing I love about Lindy is his is, is, is attitude never changes. It's it's calm. It's it's matter of fact. It's again, it's coaching. It's taking players in uh, in between periods, showing them video of hey, this is where we got to get better. Um, He's the same person he was a year ago. He's the same coach he was 10 years ago. He's passionate about coaching. He's passionate about teaching. And he's passionate about helping players get better. Okay, so here's one of my key takeaways from that soundbite. Tom Fitzgerald says that he can't force people to trade with him. Because I think Fitzgerald is well aware of the issues for the Devils. And he knows that uh, with how everything is constructed, the Devils are going to have to make a trade in order to save face because I said it in the previous episode. When you look at the game against the Vegas Golden Knights, if we're being realistic here, the Devils had no business of winning that game. I said the only way for the Devils to win that game is that they have to rely on their offense because it doesn't matter if they jump up to a 1 or 2 nothing lead. That's not going to be significant enough to stop the Vegas Golden Knights, even though they're missing Jack Eichel, because they still have a lot of decent weapons that are going to expose the Devils' defense and also their shaky goaltending with Vitek Vancek in net. And we've been very patient with Vitek Vancek this year, but unfortunately, he's not recreating that magic that he had last year. So I think Tom Fitzgerald is well aware that a trade is going to have to be necessary in order to construct the roster but the thing is is like like I said a few weeks ago is that the Devils don't really have much leverage to work with because it's like who do you give up in order to get a big name player that can help you out because I don't think money is an issue for the Devils it's just a matter of like what are they willing to part ways with because if you guys recall New Year's Eve of 2023, if you can believe it, that was just a few weeks ago. Michael McLeod, his name was brought up in trade rumors. Basically, teams are asking for the services of Michael McLeod, but the Devils aren't going to budge. So I said, if I had to put two and two together, if I had to basically make an educated guess, and this is just me speculating at this point, I think maybe out in Calgary, the front office isn't going to part ways with Jacob Markstrom for a cheap penny, like they want a serviceable player and they might be saying like, give us Michael McLeod and maybe we can make something work. Or maybe out in Anaheim, it's the same way because NHL Network literally said that the Anaheim Ducks, they are going to be tough negotiators when it comes to John Gibson. So maybe the Ducks are also asking for Michael McLeod, but Tom Fitzgerald is intelligent and he knows that parting ways with Michael McLeod Probably not the best move, especially since he's an energizer for the Devils. He's been one of their most consistent player. In fact, I'll go as far as to say he has been the most consistent player for the Devils because he plays offense, he plays defense, he does face-offs, he plays the full 200 sheet of ice. He is very valuable on this roster. So I don't think Tom Fitzgerald is going to fleece his way to a trade this time around. So unfortunately for the Devils, they're just in a very thickeny situation. And Fitzgerald said that, Nemetz has been playing 22 minutes a game, but the thing is he shouldn't be having to play those types of minutes, especially given how his role is supposed to be. But unfortunately, this is the hand that's being dealt to the Devils for a time being where they have no choice but to play Shimon Nemetz. Now, I just want to say, like, I don't have a problem with it. Shimon Nemetz is a very good player. 
His defense needs some work, but his offense, I think a lot of people can vouch for me on this when I say that I've been rather impressed with the Mets' offensive capabilities. Now, is he going to get his name into the running for the Calder Trophy? Most likely not, but I think he is definitely uh, proving his worth with the Devils organization. But digressing a little bit, Fitzgerald said that the Mets should not be playing 22 minutes a game, but unfortunately, you got to do what you got to do. So when it comes to the Devils possibly making a trade, I'm certainly not going to rule anything out, but it's going to be somewhat interesting to see what the Devils do, especially if uh, Fitzgerald is unable to get an extension done with uh, Tyler Toffoli. So that's something we're definitely going to talk about once again in the next episode, because I want to do an episode centered around Mr. Toffoli and his role with the Devils. But when looking at like Lindy Ruff, I think Fitzgerald it has nothing but positive things to say about Ruff and what he's been doing. Now, I spoke with someone at NHL.com. I won't reveal uh, their name, but uh, I, we were uh, basically speculating as to what could possibly happen with Lindy Ruff, because the Devils have been for lack of a better term, they've been very iffy. They've been very middle of the pack. Like they're the perfect balance between a good team and a bad team. Because the thing is like their offense can compete with the best of the best, but their defense, they can't really stop anyone. So it results in them being stuck in neutral, even when they have all their assets fully healthy. Now, uh, once again, I was talking with someone from NHL.com and it was just like, what's going to happen with Lindy Ruff? And I think we both agreed that due to the contract extension in place, it's going to take something quite drastic for Lindy Ruff to be fired because I've been saying it all year long. I've been saying it the last few years. I said, Lindy Ruff will most likely lead the Devils when Lindy Ruff wants to lead the Devils. Like, I think it will be a mutual decision between Fitzgerald and Ruff if both uh, parties decide to part ways with one another. So I don't see Lindy Ruff leaving anytime soon because the thing is, is like, I, I don't mean to be like an apologist for Ruff, but look what he has to work with. He has to work with a very depleted roster that's dealt with many injuries. And keep in mind, the Devils are still in the hunt for the playoffs. Their season is far from over. It'll just take a five-game win streak for them to be in a comfortable playoff position. But obviously, that's a big if because the Devils just have been very inconsistent and they're the perfect balance between a very good team and a very bad team. So, when we think about Lindy Ruff, I know a lot of people are looking at Edmonton because Edmonton, they made a coaching change and now they're on a 14 game win streak. So people are looking at that. But the thing is, is like there's no guarantee that the same thing will happen to the devil. So like if Lindy Ruff is fired tomorrow, Jack Hughes is still out. Andre Pilat is still out. Dougie Hamilton is still out. Jonas Siegenthaler is still out. Brendan Smith is still out. So that doesn't really change the personnel for the Devils. It doesn't really change what they have on the roster. Yes, you change who's behind the bench, but will it really make a difference? Because the thing is, is like this Devils team, they're missing a lot of key players. And I think Tom Fitzgerald is well aware of that. So he's being rather patient with Lindy Ruff, similar to what happened during the 2021-2022 season, because if you guys recall, Jack Hughes was dealing with injury. Nico Heischer was dealing with injury. Dougie Hamilton had to have a facial fracture surgery to repair a broken jaw. So he missed some significant time, similar to what Connor Bedard is dealing with right now. So uh, the Devils dealt with a lot of injury, and it, it included their goalies because Mackenzie Blackwood, he was dealing with injury. Uh, Nico Dawes was the Devils' best goalie that season. By default, the Devils were basically playing musical chairs, and it was a 
rotating door in, in terms of who is between the pipes. So the thing is, is like this season is giving me small shades as to how the Devils were formulated just a few years ago, which is dealing with a lot of injury. And Lindy Ruff doesn't really have much to work with. So when you say that Lindy Ruff is cooked, he's seeing red. I'd be cooked and seeing red too if some of my star players cannot stay healthy. So that's all I'm going to say. You guys make your own opinions as to what you think about Lindy Ruff. And uh, obviously we'll go from there. But given the circumstances and also the people that I've had conversations with, and keep in mind, I'm not breaking any news here. I'm not trying to say that I have the final word. I'm just saying like uh, when I had these discussions with people, it seems very evident that a lot of people agreed that it would take something really, really, really drastic for the Devils to part ways with Lindy Ruff, like a 10-game losing streak, if you would. So I think that's where the Devils stand when it comes to Lindy Ruff, but a trade could be possible. But like I said in prior episodes, it's not going to fall into the lap of Fitzgerald. Not this time. Now, before we talk about the goaltending and how the Devils formulate their roster going forward, let me tell you guys about the Sleeper app, because it's the halfway point of the season, and Devils fans, I know it's been a bit of a rough one, but regardless of where we're at in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. So you can also participate in NFL, NBA, MLB, college football, all on Sleeper. So all you have to do is pick whether studs like Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves for saves, take the less for VTech Vanacek, plus minus and more in any given game. So use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, let's talk about goaltending and also the salary situation for the Devils. So I'm going to play both those sound bites back to back once again, and I will see you momentarily. Take a listen. I want our goalies to play better, no doubt, but I want our players to play better in front of them. You know, we've got a, we still have some areas uh, of the game that need to be cleaned up, um, and and th- that's a daily process with with players and teams. Hockey's a game of mistakes, you know, but if we can minimize the mistakes that turn into big chances then we're getting better um we've got some work to do there um you know i'm in that coach i'm in that coach's room every single morning going through video and and talking about systems and where were the breakdowns how do we improve those breakdowns individually and collectively um it's goaltending is the last line of defense right you know that's that's the, the last thing people see puck going in the net it's the goalie's fault Real, the reality is mistakes are made up ice, missed checks, odd man rushes, someone's not covering for, you know, teams not being connected. There's a lot more connectivity that needs to happen for us to continue to uh, get to where we want to go. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's really a daily process. Uh, how difficult is it to, you know, to associate how your team's needs now versus who might be coming back by the end of the season, you know, with the salary cap, you know, implemented as well? Uh, uh, um, are you talking about Dougie? Are you talking just like in terms of you know you need you know let's say a defenseman you know Siegenthaler might be coming back you know mm-hmm. how hard is it to assess do I get someone now versus who might be coming back? Well, as, as David talked about, the salary cap is uh, is real. You know you've got to 
you've got to play within certain boundaries. And um, because of all the injuries, we've eaten up a lot of call-up space. And, and that's not, not something we envision when we set out to have some cap space that could accrue and grow to the deadline and be a, a bigger number. Um, we had to use it. Uh, that's why we put Nostic on uh, LTI, because we needed his money for a call-up. Um, that's not, we didn't plan that. Um, but you know what? We, it was an audible call, and you know, we've, we've got to make the best of it, and that's what we're doing. Um, we've got some longer-term injuries that possibly could go on LTI. Um, like I said, right now, it's, it, there's an, with injuries, there's opportunity. We've got a couple of younger players, you know, Hataka, you saw, you see Nemich. I mean, this, this kid's maybe he shouldn't be playing 22 minutes, but he, he is, and he looks good. And we're very fortunate to have a player like that. With injuries comes opportunity. Okay, so for goaltending, I get that sometimes the defense hasn't been great out in front of Vitek Vancek, and it's not going to be any better with the amount of injuries that the Devils have been dealing with because if you guys recall, Colin Miller, he didn't suit up in the last game due to illness. Jonas Siegenthaler, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. Same with Dougie Hamilton. So it's just a matter of how do the Devils uh, form their roster going forward. Are they going to make a trade? Fitzgerald is open to the fact he says he can't force anyone to trade with them, but we'll we'll see what happens in that regards. But the goaltending, it hasn't been spectacular for the Devils. Now, Nico Dawes has been a bright spot, and a lot of people are wondering, is Akira Schmidt going to come back anytime soon? Well, given how he's performed in Utica so far, I wouldn't hold my breath. Because Akira Schmidt's stint in Utica this season, not really noteworthy because he has a record of 2-2-4. Two, two, and four. He has a goals against average of 3.6 and a save percentage of 887. So I think it's going to be a little while until we see Akira Schmidt back on the Devils roster, especially with how Nico Dawes has been performing for New Jersey or the glimpses of potential that uh, Dawes has been flashing. So when it comes to the goaltending, I think Fitzgerald is well aware that the Devils are just a goalie away from being legitimate uh, playoff contenders. I genuinely believe that because I think the Devils definitely have the offense. I think their defense is going to improve, especially if they get some of their key personnel back. But I think you need solid goaltending in order to take your organization to the next level. And I saw this in the game against the Florida Panthers in which Nico Dawes was in between the pipes. He was making those crucial saves because – the thing I've been talking about on the show is that, yes, sometimes the defense is not going to help you all that much. Sometimes they're going to leave you out to dry. Sometimes they're going to put you in a very vulnerable position. But the thing is, is like you have to be able to make those crucial saves for the betterment of your team because they are relying heavily on you. So goaltending is definitely going to have to be a big fix for Devils moving forward. Now, will they get someone like Jacob Markstrom? Will they get someone like John Gibson? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think it's very likely. I think the only likely solution for Devils is to go after Elvis Merz-Lincolns because I think that's an asset that falls under the radar for Devils. I don't think the asking price will be as high compared to Markstrom, compared to Gibson. So we'll see what happens. But goaltending is definitely going to have to be a big fix because Vitek Vanacek, he's just shown that he cannot be a, a starter for a time being now. Vancek has shown signs that he has good potential, especially when he was with the Capitals, minus his playoff appearances, and also last season with the Devils, becoming the first Devils goalie since Martin Brodeur to rack up 30-plus wins in a regular season. But the thing is, is like uh, with how this season is going and where the Devils are at currently, they're going to need a temporary fix. And then 
maybe over the summer, you start to like really decipher like what's the best long-term solution. And now this was an interesting question, which is like how much of a factor do injuries play in regards to like the devils making a move? Because the example is like Jonas Siegethaler is projected to return at some point this season. But the thing is, is like he's out for an extended period of time. So how long can you really wait? Or for someone like Dougie Hamilton, at this point, I think Dougie Hamilton's realistic chances of returning are pretty slim because uh, would the Devils actually put him in a game uh, when they're in a playoff position when he hasn't played in months? Because theoretically, if Dougie Hamilton were to come back in April, then he hadn't played in a game since November of 2023, which is very early in the season. So would that happen? I don't really know. But similar to what Fitzgerald said, you do make those necessary moves, like moving Thomas Nosek to LTIR, so that way uh, they could call up someone for the sake of the salary. So it is a very interesting situation because players like Jack Hughes, players like Andre Pilat, maybe they'll return after the All-Star break. Because I said, if any team deserves a break for a time being, it's definitely the Devils. Because they're going to need uh, some personnel back if they really want to uh, get back into the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is that they're just in, they just have their backs against the wall and they're going to have to try to climb out of this snafu. So I, I think Fitzgerald has done a phenomenal job of making sure that the Devils aren't really up to depth in terms of finance to their eyeballs. And uh, Blitzer talked about it during the press conference, which was there's never been a situation in which the Devils are salary crunch because Fitzgerald knows how to fleece his way to contract negotiations. He knows how to fleece himself to trade packages. Fitzgerald has done a phenomenal job for the Devils. Now it's just a matter of like, how do you uh, go from neutral to now full drive? And that's going to be a tough decision that the Devils are going to have to make within the next few weeks, especially uh, with the season starting to get to a point where Every win is crucial. And if you're the Devils, you've left a lot of points. You've left a lot of cheese and lettuce on the table. And you don't know how many more uh, games you could drop before you, you you put yourself in a very vulnerable position. So we'll see what happens. But just wanted to give you guys that bit of news. I think Tom Fitzgerald has done a phenomenal job as general manager. And I'm excited to see what he could do for the future. But let me know what you guys think. What are some of the moves that you would like to see Tom Fitzgerald make? And how satisfied were you? with his answers during his press conference. Curious your guys' thoughts, so leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app, at TreyMap4, or the show's X page app, at LockedOnDevils. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.